We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS show. I'm Adam Zadroig, joined by Jordan Cooper and Ryan Belangi. We're talking Saturday's three game Premier League slate at DraftKings. We're getting massive contests over at DraftKings. It's 100,000 to first. The double ups are all about 500 entries. So, Jordan, are you ready to win a bunch of money this weekend? Uh, a bunch. I mean, hopefully, a bunch. I mean, it may not be a lot, but it'll be a bunch. But I did I did well on the Champions League slates this past this past week. I always enjoy listening to the 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 uh, the, the late night whatever after darks, and I listen to all of that. And uh, and then after you discuss something, Jack plays the complete opposite of what he said and almost gets burned. <laughs> did Did you guys play the opposite? Didn't you all? Didn't you all? No, he same... didn't want to play Musiali. Did he said he said. He said Musiala has no floor, but I mean, at his price, with Bayern being such a big favorite, then he goes plays Musiala, and I play Tony Cruz, and no one else wants to play boring Tony Cruz. But I mean, my my maybe it's a weakness of mine for an eight years of playing soccer DFS, and the the thing that I'm still playing soccer DFS after eight years that uh, when you have a big favorite and uh, near monopoly set piece taker at home, uh, if you have the choice between them and someone else. Like I'm just gonna take them and just like feel free to run me down, and uh, and yeah, I slightly I slightly beat Jack, but I mean we both we both did fine. He's Muziala. He, he, I slightly beat all of you guys. Years, so so. yeah, I tend to agree with you, Jordan. I mean, it was a bit unlucky Muziala getting subbed in the first half. Uh, that yeah, that was a that was a. It's not like Byron came out and scored six goals as everyone kind of expected. Right. Him. Like if you, yeah, after seeing how the games went, I think you would, you can confidently say that Cruz was the better cash game play, but. Well, you could have said in the first half that Junior, uh, Vinny was a better cash play than Kane. And then Kane came and scored two goals in the second half. Right. That's a little different, but yeah. Either. At a minimum, Either way, you guys, you guys all had the same cash lineup on Tuesday, so. Rico Lewis, that. Rico Lewis, big money maker. Yeah, that's what we'll call him. Uh, we don't, uh, I got to pull up the cheat sheet. I got the wrong one. But rotowire.com slash soccer trial, 48-hour trial. Look at all these cheat sheets. We got a fairly busy Friday. We don't have Premier League, but we got Serie A. We got Interleague. We got Liga MX tonight. We got the third leg between the Seattle Sounders and FC Dallas uh, they've actually gone up to some toe pokes in MLS. If uh, if there's some MLS grinders out there, I've been playing a lot of MLS uh, showdowns in the past week. But they've they've gone up to some toe pokes, so they're giving us more money for these MLS contests. But we're talking Saturday's three gamer, and it's a uh, uh, interesting, okay slate. Uh, I don't know what to describe it as. We got Arsenal at home against Burnley. They're at a 2.45 implied goal total. Manchester United are at 2.23, home against Luton Town. And then Crystal Palace are home against Everton. And it's, they should have Eberecha easy, easy E back in the starting 11. He went 32 minutes last week. He should be good to start. At least that is the hope uh, for Crystal Palace. They're at 1.27, home against Everton. 
So a pretty wide range of matches, Arsenal in the best spot, and then you have Manchester United who have been kind of a mess almost all season. So, and then we throw in, okay, we have the Arsenal injuries, which has to be a talking point here because Saka did not train Thursday. Arteta didn't really have any update there. Uh, and Katia was in training photos today, so he should be good to go. So I guess the question is, is it going to be Martinelli, Saka, and Nketia, or is it going to be Martinelli, Trossard, and Nketia? And that's going to be the main talking point here as we get into it. So Jordan, I guess we'll start with, if Saka starts, are you going to play him? And then if he doesn't start, how are you going to deal with this Arsenal lineup? I think that's not the talking point in the slate. I think that I think that the the discussion on this slate uh, is going to be whether or not you play Eze, and I'm going to make the point that you don't in cash games, and that seems like even with this preloaded 15 points. Yeah, I know the whole preloaded crap that you're going to quote me on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you said it. We didn't say it. Yeah, no, no, no. I, dude, I love Eze I, as a floor play. I love Eze. I mean, I, we just had the Tony Cruz conference. Oh, take the boring guy that you know set piece near Monopoly, whatever the hell. Uh, this is a three game slate, so there's not many options to choose from. Arsenal have a 2.545 implied goal total. Manchester United have a 2.23 implied goal total. No matter what happened in their Copenhagen match, LOL Man United. Uh, the Crystal Palace <laughs> match is 2.42 combined. Uh, Eze is 9,600. And the way that DraftKings scoring works with shots assisted, you have to expect, like, with these goal totals, these are... This is a Man City goal. This is a, you know, these are high, high implied goal totals. Big home favorites that I look at this and I go, if Saka starts, I play him. I play Bruno Fernandez. Okay, we already got two slots settled. And if you could fit another guy in, you have Eze at 9,600. But how big of a favorite that Arsenal and Man United are, why aren't I playing Martinelli also? Why aren't I playing Rashford at 8,600? Why, are, why aren't I playing Hoyland at 6,300? Why aren't I playing Havertz at 3,900? Like, it just, you can make a lineup. I made a lineup with Saka, Bruno, and Eze. And I almost feel like if I just plugged in Martinelli instead of Eze, I almost, like, I have to expect Arsenal to score a bunch of goals and Man United to score a bunch of goals. And especially if Saka's not in... Now you don't even have to pay 10-4 for someone. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to jam in. Just jam, just give me, man, like, to me, my lineup looks like Man United Man United and Arsenal, and then my goalkeeper is one of the keepers from the Crystal Palace. You know, it's, I'm playing John Stone or Pickford, and that's my line. And and you, we're probably going to get Varane at 2,500 at center back for the Man United. It just, to me, the lineup makes itself. It just comes down to, which pieces of the teams do you play and how do they fit together depending on who's in, in this Arsenal lineup? I think the main United lineup is a little bit more predictable. Yeah. Um, I agree with pretty much all that. Here's the, here's the decider. Here's the decider for me with SA. This is out of the mouth of Roy Hodgson. Michael Olise has trained with us fully this week. So he's another one I'll have in the squad and ready for selection. Well, I mean, good enough. If if Elise is on the bench, he's gonna come on, and that definitely hurts as a. Um, but even even if you know, even, even if that if wasn't the case, Ryan, do you right. think Eze, after playing a half an hour as a sub the last match, do you think he's? Do you think Hodgson goes out and says Eze, go out and play ninety? Even. Well, I'm usually a bit more bullish on that stuff with guys like young guys like Eze. No, it wouldn't, it's not going to surprise me if he plays 90. But you're right, there is some risk there. Um, even without Elise back, though, I tend to agree with you. These are high totals for for Arsenal and United. Will be interesting. If Saka doesn't start, then you might have some tougher decisions. But, I mean, yeah, I think you're playing Martinelli. You're definitely playing Bruno. And you play Saka if he starts. So, yeah, I agree with you. 
I would guess that in terms of Eze, I wouldn't, I'm not even sure I, I'd actually worry about Elise in terms of this. I think he, he's a guy that maybe 10 minutes max. Uh, he came back too soon from his injury. He's been out for, I think it's about five months now, a little more than that. He came back too soon a month or two ago. I'd say about 70 minutes for Eze. I mean, you could say, okay, minutes are a concern for Arsenal as well, but none of those minutes concerns are, you know, related to muscle injuries. Uh, so that's what I think in that match. Um, I also, uh, of course, the implied goal total is is the uh, is the differentiating differentiating factor there. Uh, so we have the Saka, we have the Martinelli, we have the Bruno Fernandez. Inketi is eighty one hundred, and Jordan, you mentioned Hoyland here, and we can go down the goal odds here on the cheat sheet. Inketia minus one hundred five, Hoyland. Plus 105. So if you don't want to spend on, maybe you don't want to go with, maybe, I don't know, you're worried about Saka's injury if he starts and, okay, maybe he's only there for 60 minutes. And and you're like, "Uh, I don't really want to pay for Saka at 10.5 because of his injury uh, situation here. And, you know, it's it's Burnley, so you don't need to play him 90 minutes. Do you go down to a Hoyland? Do you go down to Nketiah if you don't want to go with, with, with one of those guys like Saka, like a Martinelli? Or... Or do you do something else, Jordan? Well, I much prefer I much prefer Hoyland to Inkedia just because he's eighteen hundred cheaper and not much different goal odds. Uh, I mean, Inkedia would be fine. I think if you're playing cash games and your lineup is full of Arsenal and Man United players, you're probably you're, you're you're probably on the on the right track. I mean, like like really, it comes down to debating that. I. So just to get everything else out of the way, it's like this ain't a slate where in cash you're playing 8K Dwight McNeil, right? You know, I mean, like I just – it seems like there's outside of – if you wanted to play as a over any of these other Arsenal Man United guys, this, is, this isn't a playing Brownhill. We're not playing underdog. It just – it feels like how many of these Arsenal and Man United guys and which ones do you play? And as of right now – with if Saka's in, I'll be playing Saka, Martinelli, and Hoyland, and for Bruno Fernandez, because I think I think at sixty three hundred on a three game slate. If this was a five game slate, there'd be two other there'd be two other games, four other teams, where I could kind of find someone in the five to seven k range that has you know like set pieces or something like that. But with the goal odds for both these teams, like who else am I paying sixty three hundred dollars for in this range that? that could possibly score three goals. Uh, I'd much rather play Hoyland than play any that, I mean, like, there's like no one played Christian Eriksen instead. I mean, like, that seems like, why should they be the same prices? Am I playing Good Munson at 5,200 as a big underdog? No, I'm like, so to me, like, and then you have Havertz at 3,900, who's also forward eligible, but I don't even think it matters. And Havertz, yes, Havertz has no floor. Right, we've seen Havertz like doesn't do anything other than possibly score a goal, possibly get a foul drawn or something. He's thirty nine hundred though, thirty nine hundred, and he has a what? He's like he's like plus one seventy five, plus one sixty five to score. How do you not play him at thirty nine hundred compared to what? An underdog fullback. I mean, to me, Ryan, I don't know about you, but the construction is fairly straightforward in, in cash. It just depends on like, do you want to go all the way down to keeper? Or would you rather get an extra, you know, like you could play a lineup without Hoyland and then choose to play one of the goalkeepers, play play Raya or Onana instead. Or you could punt all the way down. But I mean, there's really no one to pay up for at defense, at defender. So I'm probably punting both defender spots. You're playing Havertz. It just it feels like everything kind of makes itself. If Saka's in, even if Saka's out, because if Saka's out, you're just going to play whoever the whoever's on instead. In fact, that makes it even easier because then it's like, oh, there's one less person. I'll play Trossard. I'll play Reese Nelson. I'll play whoever. I'll play you know whatever. I think Rashford maybe to me Rashford is like the odd man out out of that top range because so I think I'd much rather play the Arsenal options than $8,600 Rashford, especially since I would already have Bruno and Hoyland in my lineup already. 
Yeah, I don't really have anything to add to that. I, I think I, it's pretty straightforward. Um, yeah, you could maybe not play Hoyland and spend up for keeper, but Hoyland's about 2K too cheap. I mean, he's maybe, you know, he's like one of the best plays on the slate. So, yeah, I think we have the exact same construction. Havertz as well. He's too cheap. Doesn't matter about his him not having a floor. Um He's got goal and assist upside. Yeah, I don't. I just I don't have too much to add. What do you think, Adam? So you guys both like Kaminsky and Hoyland over David Raya and whoever, really? That the point, yeah. the whoever. That's the problem. When you say whoever, it's like I'd much rather have Hoyland. Then I'll deal with the goal. I'll deal with. I mean, these guys will get saves or whatever. I mean, I think you're going to be running into the similar type of constructions. I don't want to run into the, I don't want to play, I don't want to play the 34 man double up and run into like 78% Hoyland brace and then go, well, at least I have Onana. And then we've seen over the, the week, do you really, are you really, can Man United keep a clean sheet? Can, I mean, like, like, well, I'm Raya talking not. David Raya. I'm not, I'm not talking about Onana. So, Raya. Yeah. I, I'd almost be like more likely to, not play Martinelli. I don't know if I was going to pay up for Raya. I don't know, but just like I'm scared to fade Hoyland is, is what I'm saying. But I don't know yeah. if I am. It's kind of what I'm saying. Um, yeah. I, I mean, mean, this isn't, I don't know. This isn't Erling Holland. I don't know. This is, he's still 6,300. This isn't Chris Wood. This isn't Chris Wood at 4K kind of a thing. Like you're, this still affects your lineup to where okay, uh, do you want do you want to play an underdog goalkeeper who has negative points in range, or do you want to have David I mean, Raya at yeah, over 50 percent clean sheet? Okay, this also isn't Chris Wood in that Hoyland's an 80 million dollar player. He scored a brace in 20 minutes on Wednesday. The matchup against Luton is incredible. I mean, just like look at the total. Yeah, I mean, is, are we the only one that's it? not expensive? I mean, yeah, okay, Every- Kai Havertz scored a bunch of goals three years ago, uh, and he's a $100 million player. I don't, like, he's not what, a striker. He, what if he, what if Havertz moves into a striker role? Cause I mean, I'm playing Havertz no matter what. I think Havertz is a good play at 3,900 no matter what. I just don't think we should be, or at least I'm not. I'm just going to fade him, actually, just because you guys are so glued to him. He has less than a five-point floor, and Manchester United have been terrible. So, Well, we'll see you. Okay. I've had Ted's post in the lobby, Adam. Okay. Good. Okay, I'll Good take luck. it. Jack, Jack took years. I'll take it. Um, Good luck. I mean, yeah, it's just I, like it worked. Like, what, who are you going to play Why are instead? we still sold on Holland or Hoyland? Who are you going to play? That's the, the, the Adam. I think Ryan has the right. I'm going to play David Raya. I'm going to get a win and clean sheet. But then who okay, is so, in the other so, spot in your lineup? Who are you going to play uh, uh, some 4K midfield? What are you playing? Will Hughes? You know, you're not going to play Havertz either. So you need two punts. Why aren't I playing? Are you Havertz? playing Alfie? Do- are you going to oh, play Alfie playing Havertz, okay. as an underdog? I mean, what do you do? Like, it's a three-game slate. I think that. The, the core is that I get your arguments in a vacuum, but the options are just what we have for this slate. And we don't have, I don't have a, a some 6K set piece taker in some other game. I don't, I mean, if, if McNeil was, if you told me McNeil was 6,300 also, if you told me Eze was 7,500 or something, then now we can start talking. Now we can start talking like maybe you don't have to play hot. Hoyland, but like we just don't have those those options here. Just, I think I found the guy. I think I've Adam is gonna play Andros Townsend <laughs> at forty nine hundred. <laughs> Not even. No, I'm mean, just like, who else do you play? I mean, you guys are talking about Havertz. Jorginho's down there. McTominay's down there. There's there's a bunch of guys. I mean, if we're talking about matchups, okay, these are great matchups. Why can't we play these other midfielders who have Five point floors and good matchups with goal upside. Okay, I don't mind that if you play like a Jorginho and Raya or a McTominay and Raya. That, that seems okay. I just, yeah, it's. I think he's fadeable in a vacuum, but when you add the the ownership on, it makes him less fadeable. Well, you guys are looking at the matchup for Hoyland, but are ignoring the matchup for the cheaper guys. 
No. Like who? Who? What cheaper guys? I like Havertz. I think you guys are just uh, playing scared is what you're doing. <laughs> but I just, I don't see any other options. I'm not playing Burnley. How, I'm not much, playing how much are you guys playing Hoyland in your tournament lineups? Oh, I could see Hoyland being an easy. You could I you play in Kedia over Hoyland and pay up over there. I think that we're talking primarily cash games. I don't want to go into an eighty percent. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You guys Hoyland are playing Hoyland because you're race, playing scared. So block. That's you're, if if that's, he was a great play, you would play him in tournaments. Yeah, but Adam, that's I'm playing him in tournaments, game. Adam. Okay. Yeah. All right, Jordan's not. I mean, he's the most likely here, play. I mean, he's a much more viable. Like, dude, you could play play Rashford, play Anthony, play Garnacho. I mean, of course, they're not probably not going to play ninety, but I mean, there to me, there are more. There are going to be more leverage options on Man United than Arsenal. Arsenal, I think, is better for cash games, but I think there's more options on Man United because Bruno and Hoyland. I mean, they're going to be massively owned, massively in GPP, and they have enough people in their their attack where, where. Bruno scores 10 points, but Rashford has 26, right? We get Anthony to Rashford goals instead of Bruno to Hoyland goals. You have all these upside players there. And the Arsenal attack, it's like, like I, I'd, I'd rather get different with a guy that it comes, like if Bruno doesn't do well, it's because other Man United players have scored instead of him. I don't think that's the case with like a Jorginho or Declan Rice or these defensive midfielder types. I want an attacker. And I think that the the secondary Man United options past Bruno and Hoyland in, are going to be much lower owned and compared to the Arsenal ones only because of price, right? If, you, if you're going to play Jorginho, you're playing him over Havertz, which means you're, the rest of your lineup kind of looks the same as everyone else's anyway. I'd rather just get on a kind of different construction where I'm not even playing a $3,900 player in a midfield or forward spot anyway, so I don't have Havertz in my lineup. And now I'm like a 4v4 from a lot of the field. Like, I'm more likely to make those types of lineups than just do a 1v1 and plug in some different 4K guy. Yeah. I mean, me too. I don't, I don't know. I mean... I don't really have anything to add. Isn't that the, the 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 podcast? If someone did a did a chat GPT of this podcast, it would be like Jordan Cooper, and then it would be like seventeen pages of words, and then it would be Ryan Belongi. It says, "Yeah, I agree with all that." Yeah, like you know, this is uh, <laughs> Ryan. I agree with all that Belongi. This is a very and then Adam, hard... Adam Zdrojk is like James Darkowski, lock of the slate. It's a very hard slate to talk about. I mean, what do you say? It's a three game slate with. Arsenal and United as big favorites and the other games kind of a dud. I don't know. So in the midfield, we got Bruno is 10.3K. And then you guys are talking Havertz, 3,900. I guess, I don't think Mason Mount's going to start here, but he's 3,900 as well. Uh, Are you guys just kind of glued to Havertz there? Or is there anything else? If some some lineup changes, is, is there any other reason to look at some of these other pieces maybe to fulfill a a third team <laughs> maybe get one of these Everton or Burnley central midfielders down here kind of a thing maybe if you need to fulfill the third team i guess but <laughs> if yeah. if you were going to fulfill the third team you'd be doing it by just punting with a punt defender right cuz yeah. i there's no to me there's no defender worth paying up for so whether or not you play like Saliba at 3,400 or fucking anyone on any of the other teams, just a random player, just, just whoever's the check mark. Right. Like, I don't think there's that much of a, I don't think there's like, if I want to do anything, I don't want to fill a midfield or forward spot with anyone other than Arsenal or Man United players. Right. The punt, the, the punts on Arsenal and United have much more upside. So you'd rather build the third team at defender then waste a spot uh, at forward or midfielder. There's not, it's just not much anyway. I mean, with these Arsenal guys priced around this 4K range, I mean, is it, is it worth it to go up to the Agbenes, to the Townsend? It's not really. 
Um, I mean, those guys are 1K more. Like Benny's 2K more. It's just kind of hard to get there, even though Manchester United have been terrible. If Luton Town were at home against Manchester United, I think this would be a more fun slate, at least for me personally, because I'd be mm-hmm. a little higher on these Luton Town pieces. But when when Benny is up here at 5,800, Dowdy is 5,900. Like Barkley's 6,400. He's just like, okay, why is why is he up there? We've seen Dowdy's floor drop dramatically the last few matches after his – is a great run, and it's just when when these Arsenal pieces are in here, it's okay. These guys have they have the uh, goal assist upside simply because they're on Arsenal in the great spot against Burnley. Like they're going to be around the box, and even then, they probably have as good of a floor as a lot of those you know five K guys as well for the underdogs. So, yeah, and uh, just looking at Palace and Everton, they don't have any. There's no cheap players. There's like not even any options. I yeah, Idrisa Gay and Onana are they would be the cheap ones, and they're forty two and forty four hundred. Yeah, you feel like they, you know, Idrisa Gay should be like thirty one hundred. You know, then maybe then I don't know, maybe maybe you think about it. Right, you also have like Jeffrey Slup there, and he's five K, and it's like he's a guy that should be thirty eight hundred. Like it just <laughs> right. It feels it feels like the Crystal Palace and Everton game is just they priced it almost as if it's the same game as the Arsenal and Man United games. And I'm like, like, no, these are drastically different games. So like, even in GPPs, like if I was to even play pieces from Crystal Palace and Everton, it would be like Edward and Calvert-Lewin. Like it would be guys that are cheap enough that could score a bunch of goals, but I'm there's not going to be Jefferson Lerma's or, or, or midfield $5,600 James Gardner mid, you know, central midfielder in my lineups or anything like that. So like, I mean, decor is even expensive. I mean, like why, why are these guys so expensive for that game? I think the tournament move is Jefferson Lerma over Kai Havertz. Something like that. No, like seriously, because you're asking a lot. This is one of those slates. These slates suck. You're asking because you're asking a lot to deviate from Arsenal or United, like it's really thin to try to play Palace or Everton instead. So you're just going to end up being so chalky if you're playing anywhere near optimal. So you just got to pick who scores the goals or like you play your, your optimal lineup with the Jefferson Lerma or, you know, with something like that. Like there, you find the ra- you find the random center back out of one of these three games that scores. Right. And that too. Yeah. And like, these slates kind of suck, you know, because that's what it is sometimes. If anyone needs selling on Jefferson Lerma, uh, if he, his attacking numbers were better when Eze was in the starting 11. So uh, he had a couple shots on goal earlier in the season. So, I mean, if, if you're looking for that $3,500 goal, Jefferson Lerma is your guy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. For, for Defender... Come a long way. <laughs> Defender is... It, it, you know, it kind of wraps this slate up in terms of what we basically talked about. We, like, we don't have to spend up for Diego... Diago Dallo here at 5,600. We don't have to spend up for really anyone. Zinchenko here at 4,800. I I initially was looking at some of these guys, but I, it's just not worth it. I mean, they, they all have pretty much a floor of maybe you're looking at five points kind of in that range. And they do have upside, and you can play them in tournaments. But for these cash lineups that you guys are both building, you just can't find the room for them, and there's really no must for them. Um. One thing I'd say with Zinchenko is if, if like Tomoyasu is not in the lineup, maybe he's more likely to go 90 and you could look at it like that. Okay. Zinchenko, great spot, 4,800, no Tomoyasu off the bench for him kind of thing. You know, maybe you can look at it and maybe he gets to the eight, 10 point range with some goal upside as well. But obviously you're not going to be fitting Hoyland in that lineup, or you're probably going to be fading Saka slash Martinelli kind of thing. So Jordan already mentioned Varane. Uh, who is the second defender you guys are looking at? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Varane or Varane probably is going to start. Lindelof is back too. He's twenty eight hundred. I don't know that that it might could be. be it could be both of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if you need a t- third team, like. Vitinho 31 against Arsenal. I don't know. I don't think you're going to have the money, but just in general, I think Cabore is is decent for 3,800, uh, on, even on the road against United. Uh, I don't know. Other uh, like no one stands out really to me. Uh, if you have the money, Mikalinko's been doing pretty well, but that's just not a cash game move. Maybe, maybe for tournaments. Would you play Mikalinko over his body Zinchenko? Mm, like you mentioned, I think we would need to see Tomiyasu not on the bench. You know, he Arteta loves to sub the, the fullbacks early, and he just does it all the time. Like even with if Tomiyasu wasn't in the squad, like you could see Kiwior come on or something. But but yeah, I think you know Zinchenko has upside for tournaments for sure. What about the Ukraine in tournaments? The Ukrainian double fullback uh, Zinchenko Michaelenko look. Are you going to have any of those lineups? Oh, I don't think so. But that's probably the way to get unique. There you go. I don't think I don't think really anyone will have Zinchenko Michaelenko lineups. Kind of like that Ukrainian connection. The Ukraine support Jordan. Who's your Who's your second defender? Or are Are you just going to be plugged if Lindelof and Verombo start? Are you just going to plug those guys in and fill everything else out? Yeah, what's the what's the point otherwise? I mean, I'm just, I'm looking for the cheapest. My keeper is most likely going to be a pal. It's going to be John Stone, right? So it's just like whatever, whatever, whatever fits. There you go. I think Delo for GPP. I think these expense these quote expensive fullbacks for the favored teams are great for GPPs. And what you would do is you'd build them into lineups where you're not playing the chalky expensive piece. So the low with no Bruno Fernandez, because what basically what you're hoping for with these attacking fullbacks is that, you know, they're, they get, they get up in the box and during open play cross the ball into goal, which is more likely to be the low to Rashford, the low to Hoyland. And it cuts out on a Bruno chance created. It cuts out on a Bruno assist. And then you could say the same with Saka on, on Arsenal. You play Zinchenko or Ben White, and you don't play one of Martinelli or Saka, and you play Nketiah in that lineup. It just fits together. And first off, you're getting leverage off of those expensive pieces. And because you're not playing one of those expensive pieces, you're able to pay up for, for a low. That's, that's the way that you're able to do that. So, like, I could see my okay. PPP lineups looking like that. Okay, two things. One, 
Jordan, you can't afford to play a keeper from Palace or Everton if you play Hoyland, Martinelli, Saka, Bruno, Havertz. It's impossible. So you ha- I like, are you, would you be cool with playing either Kaminsky or Travers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I just like you. Actually, you can't afford a, the Palace or Everton keeper if you if you make that lineup. Um, the second thing. If Saka's not in, you can. If Saka's not in, you can. Right. Um, great comment from Ozzy in the chat. Uh, I use a nightmare for left backs. That's something I try to avoid. So yeah, I'm not going to play Mikalenko. It's not a good matchup. Uh, great call. Uh, speaking of, in terms of matchups, uh, I, I mean, I was, to... okay. So sorry. I, you, he just, he runs his ass off the whole game. He's one of the best yeah. defensive forward players. It's going to be very hard for Mika Linko to like, you know, get off crosses or just in general, you know, any left back, like that's part of the reason that IU is such a valued player and always plays 90 minutes. So just to be more specific. Um, I was also going to bring up, so you mentioned Kabore earlier. I was reading in uh, some Manchester United analysis, just in terms of when Garnacho plays, uh, he basically doesn't help out at all defensively on his side. So if we get this, I think he usually plays on the left side, but so if he, he's in one of these sides, I guess it's not easy to project what side he plays on because Rashford also plays on the left side, but he did play on the left side. Uh, I believe the last time that yes. uh, Rashford, yeah, he's been on the left side there. So yeah, the fact that he doesn't get back defensively and doesn't help the fullback on that side, which would be Delo, who is already a defense, not a great, you know, left back, not a great defender in terms of being a fullback. He's more of an attacking fullback. So technically, as you said, that Kabore, he kind of has a pretty good matchup. But this is what the lineup is: Delo and Garnacho on that left side. Kabore seemingly isn't a good spot to yes. when they get the ball, when they actually get the ball to actually send in some crosses. So I think I'm going to look that way in some of my tournament lineups. Yeah. I mean, I look what uh, Kabore just did against Liverpool too. You know um, I think he's been Luton's most impressive player this year. I don't know. That, that might not be saying much, but yeah, that yeah, for sure. That's a really good matchup. If you're, up against Garnacho and then Delo, who's actually a right back. Right. And I th- like some kind of combo of Kabore and Agbene uh, just attacking. Uh, like for what it's, it's worth. Uh, sorry. Yeah, no, that's a tough. You're right. That's a, like a good spot for Luton to attack. I was just going to say, don't understand why Reggion doesn't start. Like, is he just not healthy, like perpetually injured or like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe uh, Ten Hag doesn't rate him. He he he's kind of weird like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Since since Wambasaka came back, it's basically been uh, it's basically been what what's Dalo yeah. and Wambasaka there. So I guess it's hard to leave Wambasaka out. So if he wants to play Dalo, I guess right. Yeah, I mean, there's always a chance Reggione actually comes in for this match. Uh, speaking, of, I just want to fix up what I said. Uh, Townsend actually played on the right side with Kabore in that game against Liverpool, uh, so he would actually be the other player on the right side attacking there. Benny is plays more on the left side, so wanted to clean that one up. But I guess for for a goalkeeper, Jordan, do you have a preference, Kaminsky or Trafford? <laughs> no, you got to tell us. They're both going to face a lot of shots. I would I would think does Ryan if Arsenal if Sock is out does that help or it hurt Trafford because really we're not we're looking at not oh will he be able to keep a clean sheet no that ain't happening right I think it's, it's obviously Kaminsky of, here right or Kaminsky whoever whoever we're talking about right. Right, Arsenal's facing Burnley, so that's yeah. crap. Right, so I think like, that's a good question. If Saka's um, out, does that does that mean that I want I want the team that's going to shoot the ball the most? Right, I don't care about how many goals. I I have all the other players in my lineup, so it's like like I don't I don't care about the negative correlation. All I care about is is when they give up three goals, do they also have six saves? And I want the team yeah. that's going to be less clinical. My natural inclination to say that United is less clinical, 
But if Saka's out, is that how does that affect Arsenal's attack? That's a good question. I think, yeah, that Kaminsky is probably the guy if you want it. You know, the team that's going to be less clinical and probably take more shots. Like, United has players that take long shots more than Arsenal does. You know, United have Bruno and Rashford who just sort of love to rip from anywhere. If Saka's not in there, it's interesting because, you know, there's scenarios where Arsenal struggle and where they're not as efficient or precise. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, this is such a tough call to try to I, – I, I lean Kaminsky because, yeah, I think, you know, Arsenal just – they're a better team. A better, they're much more like Manchester City than Man United is. Um They've been tough. You know, we tried playing opposing goalies a couple times against Arsenal recently. And what happened against Sevilla midweek? Negative. The The game before that in the Champions League, it was negative too. Because Arsenal are just, Arsenal get good chances and they finish them. Except when they lose. Right. I mean, that's the argument. If Saka's in there, what? You could see maybe Arsenal struggling to score. We've seen We've seen it before. Uh, when? Uh, then when they drew, I think it was nil-nil. Was it against Fulham or, or was that 1-1? This season? Or? I thought so, no? I don't remember. It had to be last season. In their game without him this season, uh, they beat Manchester City 1-0. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, they had 12 shots to Manchester City's four shots. Yeah, no, to, okay, I'll clarify. I don't think they're really going to struggle if soccer. Right. But like, obviously, they're not as good of a team i think i think this burnley back line is the worst in the league it might be right um the fact that they're starting vitinho at right back for some reason he's getting the start over connor roberts who has had been there he had been the regular now vitinho's in over him charlie taylor is is has been uh for burnley dara o'Shea is just another older defender who I think he was on the relegated West Brom team a few years ago. I know Jordan Byer is probably their best defender, but there's just not much yeah. here on this back line because of some injuries and because of some some overall issues uh, with this company team. It I don't I don't think Saka uh, matters personally here, just because of what yeah. they're putting out on the field. That's a good point. They were putting out that Hans Del Croy guy or whatever a few times. He and he just he looked <laughs> awful. I mean, yeah, they, so, so right. they're struggling. Yeah, and now they're putting out Good Munson and Jay Rodriguez still, and it's like I thought this was a new Burnley team. What's going on here? So I think if you get promoted, I think you got to invest a little. I mean, that's kind of that's pretty poor. Yeah, I mean, I, Nathan Tella was their best player last season. They didn't get to re-sign him, and they they replaced him with a bunch of you know a lot of these young guys who have pretty good futures, Cole Osho and 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 whatnot. But it's just. It just really hasn't been there. These guys weren't really ready for the Premier League and might take all season for them to figure it out. But for tournaments here, uh, if Odegaard starts at 9,100, how likely are you guys to play Odegaard in tournaments? Because he's, you know, he's been out for, I think, a couple weeks now. He's in this high-end range. We know what he can do. We know no one's really going to play him. Then he's throwing this injury. So... Brace potential here at 9,100, 10%. Who knows how popular it would be. Jordan, you're giving me the face that you're probably not going to play him. Not at that price. But, I mean, I can understand if you did. I mean, if you're playing anyone on Man United or Arsenal, you're probably doing the right thing. So, I mean, like, you, price isn't an option. It just depends on, okay, well, instead of playing – you're playing Odegaard over Bruno and you're just stacking Arsenal up like there's no tomorrow – or you're playing Odegaard as a one-off without Sokka and Martinelli, and you're stacking up Man United on, and hoping that Odegaard's the one with the brace. I mean, like, like to me, for that, I don't think he's worth 9,100, but for leverage, you'd play him. I mean, yeah. I'd much no, rather he's... play him than Erickson at 7,100, truthfully. Yeah, I think he would be the only Arsenal option that you can get leverage with. Nobody else. So just from the uh, attacking wise. So just from that perspective, it's got to be a pretty decent play. 
I just built a lineup. So we were talking about the cheap Manchester United center backs who are inexplicably cheap in this spot. No idea why Rafael Varane is 2,500. Uh, clearly just, a, you know, DraftKings has had many pricing mistakes this season. Uh, more of them on this late. But since people are going to be on these cheap Manchester United center backs, why don't we just move up a little bit to Real and Saliba? A little more expensive. We plug plug those guys in with David Raya. And we got a nice little Arsenal stack on the back line. And you kind of fill in the rest. I'm not If you want Bruno Fernandes in this lineup, maybe you're not playing Saka and Martinelli, but you get Saka and Nketiah or you get Martinelli and Nketiah and then fill in whoever fits in your utility spot. Ryan, you're nodding your head. Do you, are you thinking something similar here? Did I just reveal one of your lineups or I probably just revealed my lineup, but uh, what do you think here? Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. I would, you know, wasn't really prepared to tout a center back, but I was looking at Gabriel. <laughs> yeah. For the reasons you said, so yeah, people will be on the cheap, uh, United back or uh, center backs. That's fine. Uh, Gabriel is harder to get to than Saliba. And just as like an Arsenal fan, a guy who knows Arsenal and the center backs, uh, Gabriel's he's got goals in him. He's due a goal. I'll say, I don't know if it's going to come here, but I'm, we see Gabriel score goals. So yeah, I don't mind that. Like, look, this is, this this is how lame these slates are where you're like trying to like win it with a center back or, you know, like they, I don't, you know, like, but yeah, these are the things that I'm thinking of to try to win the, the big GPP. But correlate better than your opponents. So like I, I'm into the reverse of what you mentioned. If I'm playing Saliba and Gabriel in my uh, uh, defender spots, I'm not playing Bruno in that line. Why? Because I'm playing Saka and Martinelli because how do these center backs hit their ceilings? It's because most likely they hit a set-piece goal, right? So if I'm playing the Man United center backs, I want Bruno. If I'm playing the Arsenal center backs, I want Saka and Martinelli or whoever, whoever's on the pitch that would take them. I'm much more likely than that than try to mix them up by going, well, I'm going to take Bruno and not have a center. Like, like these are the ways yeah. that, that they hit their ceiling. So I'd much rather be more correlative in that regard than than do the do the opposites of that. Yeah, I could, you know, yeah, I agree with that. I could make a couple arguments in that, you know, Bruno would be a better play if United get scored on, which would eliminate the both of their center backs from being optimal and on this slate you may only need six or seven from just the clean sheet from Gabriel and Saliba so yeah I think regardless of which way you do it you should be thinking about the correlation I'm just trying to think of the ways in which this doesn't work out where Bruno Fernandez has at least 15 points and like Jordan said I think if it's Three nothing United at halftime, sort of thing. And he takes part in none of the goals. Right, Rashford goal, Hoyland goal, Garnacho assists, McTominay is in there. You know, that's the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess uh, it's just uh, that is I don't know one percentile almost kind of thing. You know, you know, you know how you know how it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. Man United win one nothing. Arsenal win one nothing. Crystal Palace four, Everton three. <laughs> You're sitting there going, "What the hell is wrong?" <laughs> and Eze Edward, you need Eze Edward, McNeil, uh, Calvert Lewin, and 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 the and the, and 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 Haver, Havert scored the Arsenal goal, and uh, and McDominay scored the Man United goal, and you needed those cheap midfielders, and you look at your lineups and like. Oh, the winning lineup is literally the complete opposite of my lineup. Adam, you think can can that game finish two two three three? I mean, I, if you're no. I mean, no, I it's mean, if you're a that. true true GPP bros, will stack the Palace Everton game. Uh, <laughs> true GPP uh, bros. Uh, I don't know how else you get there. Um, so Everton have actually been playing pretty well lately. They gave up 80% possession against Brighton in their last match, and they only gave up seven shots. Uh, if that if that doesn't scream they're playing well defensively, I don't know what does, but we already know how Roy Hodgson and Crystal Palace play. 
sure there's a chance it, it something goes off, but maybe okay, maybe two two. I'd say I'm you know Jordan's four three, but even in like a two two spot, you're still getting smaller floors. You're gonna get random goals from Jefferson Lerma, and obviously Joachim Anderson's gonna be on the score sheet because he's awesome and always is. Uh, but you're also going to get like Adrisa Gay and Onana scoring a goal. You're going to get these random guys and you're going to get bench goals. And, and these guys will have floors of three points kind of thing. Uh, whereas we're getting the 15 point floors for Manchester United and Arsenal. And maybe that game is 2-2 and the other ones are 1-0. But, you know, it's going to be so random for Crystal Palace and Everton that probably the four points for Manchester United and Arsenal are still enough to, you know, win, win cash games and even tournaments. But it doesn't have to be random. That's why my point was that if I play a Crystal Palace or Everton player, it's just like normally in GPPs, who has most the most probability of scoring two goals? Not one, two goals. Edward Calvert-Lewin and 16600, 15900. So you're not paying up for them, you're paying mid mid-range, you're pay, you're playing Hoyland price for for them. Like if a goal gets scored, if it's 2-1, these are the people that are going to be more likely. Good luck chasing your Jefferson Lermas. Good luck chasing your Jeffrey Schlupps. Good luck hoping that Eze gets there with 14 crosses and a penalty or something like that. Because you're going to have to at those prices. So it's like I'm looking for the guys in the mid-range that have two-goal upside that I'm not correlating anyone. They're just going to be in my line. I mean, it's not like, oh, I'm going to play Tyreek Mitchell or something. Or I'm going to play uh, Mikalenko, or, or like, like no, I'm just going to play that guy, and then the rest of my lineup is Man United and Arsenal. Yeah, really, on a slate this small, they only have one player to beat, Hoyland. So one goal even would be enough if you only need one player to bust for for the most part. There's just not a lot of other options. So yeah, it makes sense to stay in that price range. Ryan, did you play Eze off the bench last week? <laughs> no. No, I can't. I can't. I, we're not there yet. I just yeah. looked up Olise. Uh, he's 9,800, so it's it's not going to happen there. Yeah, no, we're not there yet. But, but you know, you, man, I'd love to. I'd love to be able to play a guy because it's only a three-game slate, but they'd have to be like 4K, 3,500, yeah, you know? There's still max price here. Jordan, I got to ask, did you play Will Hughes last week? Nope. Okay. I know you were talking him up, so I just had to get to clear that one up. I mean, I could have, but I chose not to. I think I I I went down further or whatever. I don't forgot that slate, but I yeah yeah. It was one of those slates where what what there was two mid range midfielders. I played the one, but not you. It was uh, Tommy Doyle. They both yeah. I played Doyle right, and then I went down elsewhere. Yeah. All right. So how are we how are you guys gonna win? How are we gonna win this King of the Pitch contest? Everyone knows how I'm gonna win. I gave one of my lineups out here, but. Jordan, how are you going to win in King of the Pitch here? You kind of already mentioned you're going to be f- in it. How am I supposed to win? I'm not even in it. You're not. You're not playing this one. The twenty. It's twenty five dollars one, right? Plates? Are you kidding me? No. You don't I mess don't like around these. with the three game slates. No, when everything's a one v one, two v two, and I would no, I'll take the five I, or six gamers. I thought you're smarter than the field, so you could win in any contest. Well, the, the the size of that smartness depends on the size of the size of the fucking slate. So yeah. <laughs> And also, I'd much rather wait until people have, until Ryan has all seven of his tickets, and then I can just come in and get the overlay. So, wait. All right, Ryan, a great five entries in this. Ryan, how are you going to win the King of the Pitch ticket? Yeah, I mean, I can't pass it up. You know, I can't pass these 25s up. doesn't matter. I mean, it is, this is a sort of a roulette-ish slate. You just, you got to get the goals right. Um, so, actually, are you playing Ben White? We haven't talked about Ben White. Is there going to be any Declan Rice in there? Uh, what's your score prediction for Arsenal Burnley since you are the Arsenal whisperer? That's, uh, yeah. Um, I, they're going to score some goals here. Just like three, nothing, three, nothing. If you want a, a quick prediction. Sure. Um, yeah, you mentioned two guys we haven't talked about yet. I do have some interest in rice. You could see him in one of my lineups. Sometimes he's been playing like, a little bit further forward in the six role instead of, or in the eight role instead of the six role. And I don't know, he's just, he's showing up in the box. He can score goals, obviously. And just, yeah, there's, there's not many leverage spots on Arsenal. Uh, 
Who was the other guy you mentioned? Ben White? Yeah, everyone's favorite yeah, I don't, blonde boy. No, ben White. I, yeah, I like Ben White. Uh, he's, he has upside on a slate where not a lot of defenders have upside. I mean, we talked DeLow. It was like more expensive, but, you know, White is similar. We've seen him come up with assists before. Scored early this season. I don't know. Um, Arsenal defend Arsenal defenders are a way to get leverage, but also like you just you got to get the goals right. That's why like I I see why this isn't a slate you would want to you know try to play anything of importance on or try to qualify. Like it's it's a roulette slate. I don't know what else do you want me to say. Whoever's mm-hmm. gonna score the goals, that's who you play. I, I pull up some XG numbers. Declan Rice has point eight six expected goals on the season 0.73 expected assists Kai Havertz has 1.85 expected goals and 0.89 expected assists it kind of feels like Havertz had a lot of those earlier in the season when it seemed like he probably should have scored I don't know at least once in those those few early matches but uh, I thought those- um he had a bunch recent he had a bunch against Sevilla he 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 showed up in some good spots against Sevilla yeah he had, uh, he had three shots in that game yeah Champions League yeah won a really poor header at the start but then he ripped a left-footed shot you know I still have I still think Havertz is going to score goals if they're playing him in in that role here here first Ryan Belangi still believes in Kai Havertz and he's only 3900 on this slate yeah you know I was this might be a good thing to, to end the pot on. I don't even know how to pronounce this word. One of the guys that I follow on Twitter, he's pretty good about tactics and always writing about stuff. He called Havertz a Romdeuter. Have you ever heard this term? Romdeuter. It's a German term coined by Thomas Muller when asked how to describe himself. He's a space interpreter. I mean, if you look at a player like Muller, he's always the guy that, you know, casual fans, I guess, would sort of be like, how is this guy good? Is this guy elite? He's not like, he doesn't have the same qualities as like most of the attacking players that you would think are elite, but he was for other reasons. So I think that's what Arteta sees in Havertz and like what he's trying to do. And really, he's going to show up in spots to score goals. He just has no confidence, clearly lacking confidence. I mean, but that's really all it is. I mean, he's still a good player playing for a good team. I mean, you know, he was a hundred million dollar player at one point. So no, I, I, you know, I haven't given up on him quite yet. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, just in terms of that analysis, if you look at Thomas Mueller, it's like, seems like always right place, right time kind of guy and, and just getting tap-ins, getting sometimes easy goals. Average yeah, but at, at some point after 12 years of doing that, there has to be a reason why he's getting all of those things. Right. <laughs> yep. Like you could say in short and small samples, it's like, oh yeah, Austin Matthews for, you know, in hockey, it's like, all he gets is like tappings. It's like, yeah, but when he, when, when he scores 90 goals that like, it can't just be chan random chance for an entire. I'm season. not saying that I'm saying right place, right time. Cause he's, he's reading the game. And that's right, what right, Ryan said about agreeing. Everett's. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. all agree- we're all in agreement. That's a first for this show. But uh Jordan, do you have any other thoughts here on this slate? I don't Why think Why haven't do, we but... talked about Josh Cullen? I'm just kidding. We I mean, we've mentioned everyone. Is there a point why we have to bring up Is there an obligation for for Rotowire that we have to go 60 minutes? It feels like yeah, there is. He dragged this out as long. Right. As I want to point out here that you guys kind of disrespected Burnley last week and Good Munson. You guys, I don't even think you mentioned Good Munson's name, and he hit a sixteen point four. So I want, I want to and give a shout out to doing this play, play Good Munson, and I said, I'm like just that. saying for the last show, you guys, you guys disrespected uh, Johan Berg Good Munson, and I just want to say. Uh, we see you, Johan, and uh, we'll play you on future slates, but just not this one. <laughs> Dude, I'm yep. so I'm up so much money on Good Munson from the past. That's one of Jordan's all-time boys. So yeah, no no disrespect to, to Good Munson. <laughs> Good Munson, Sigurds. If there's two S's in your name, I'm probably up a light of God knows. <laughs> Sigurdsson, who is playing once again, but rotowire.com slash soccer trial to get our cheat sheet. We got this three gamer, but there's a bunch of other games. There's 10 games across Saturday and Sunday. And then we have the international break. So there's a bunch of stuff going on. 
as usual, rotowire.com slash chat. The Discord will be, it has been busy over the international break as there are still slates up at DraftKings for those. Ryan, you can find him at Ryan Belongi. Jordan is at BlenderHD on Twitter. I am at RotoZadroik. And then please thumbs up, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also follow us on Twitter at RotoWireSoccer. Thank you for watching this one. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Jordan. And Jordan, good luck winning the uh, 100K. Ryan, good luck winning the King of the Pitch ticket. Um, sorry, it, it, it's been a joke here. It's only 5K. DraftKings gave, Draft gave us a 5K to first, uh, unfortunately. But uh, that's what we got. Thank you, everyone, for watching. We'll see everyone in two weeks. Thanks, guys. Good luck, everybody. <laughs>